Welcome to Breakfast First. I'm Evan Delaney. And I'm Andrea Book. On today's episode, we're joined by the SVP of Marketing at NBCU, Jamie Cutberth, to discuss the power and process of brand integrations on one of my favorite shows, Bravo's Top Chef. Jamie dishes on how his team and producers collaborate to infuse sponsorship to enhance story and how their recipe has been the key to perfectly baked in brand integrations. He also shares the value of Top Chef's hyper-engaged fan base, Evan Delaney, when it comes to promoting cross-channel content and sponsorship. Uh, Jamie gives us a really insightful look into the inner workings of Top Chef. You know, sometimes you don't want to see how the sausage gets made. This time, you want to see it. And you want to hear it right here on this podcast. So uh, we have a great conversation with Jamie, and let's listen to it. All right, so we are now joined by Jamie Cutberth, the SVP of Marketing from NBC Universal. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're so welcome, you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I am super excited to talk to you because the main topic of conversation today is Top Chef and brand integrations, which being at an agency, I love brands, and being a Top Chef fan, I just love Top Chef and everything about it and the entire world that exists within it. So just know that the bar is set pretty high in terms of expectations. And from working closely with Evan, he has a Top Chef dinner every single week with his friends that he's always excited to talk about. So he probably couldn't sleep last night knowing this conversation was coming up. Wait a second. I, I think, how do I get invited to the Top Chef dinner, Evan? That's the first question I have. Make your way to Cincinnati. There, I will, I will make a plate for you. Um, so every week when we watch Top Chef, we find a previous contestant and we'll take their recipes and just make them. So last week we did uh, Shirley Chung. We had her... So our skirt steak and some black pepper sauce and then scallion pancakes with hazelnut pesto on the side. Woo, that was good. Whoa, I am so impressed. I'm so impressed. I think we're doing uh, Brooke Williamson's uh, poke bowl this week. So I am, I'm jazzed about it. And if you're out in Santa Monica, we have to get you to apply provisions. All right, perfect. We're going to do it. Okay. It's a date. Love it. Love it. I'll book my flight after this, actually. Um, okay, so enough enough about our food, Gab. Um, but so on Top Chef, um, a lot of times we see a bunch of brand integrations. Our agency, Empower, actually just had our client, Better Than Bouillon, featured on a recent episode this season. Um, but we kind of want to talk through the entire brand integration process and like why is Top Chef a good place for brands and how those conversations even get started. So can you kind of take us through the early steps of the journey of getting brands onto Top Chef? Of course, of course. And I think it, you know, first and foremost, Top Chef has been such a staple for both our viewers and our brand partners for such a long time. As you know, we're currently in the midst of our, our big 18th season here in Portland. Um, and when we think about Top Chef, you know, we think about the the delicious dishes that the chef testers create, the fast-paced crunch of the time for quick fire challenges, and you know, of course, the highly coveted Top Chef title that everyone's buying for all season long. Um, you know, and I think people get excited about it when we're talking to partners because our brand partners are truly embedded into each piece, the meals that people are creating, um, whether it's ingredients of the show. And so I think as we talk about that specific process, right? You know, we we started. Our sales team and at NBC Universal, we're constantly talking to brand partners about the opportunities around Top Chef. So I, I like to say we're talking Top Chef all year long, right? And, you know, because we have so many different ways into it, 
But when we start looking at production on the show itself, we're usually, you know, we're inspired a little bit for new partners when we start announcing the city, right? And so when we announce the city and where we're going to, um, that starts a new round of conversations with brands who are really local and specifically excited about being able to be part of the storytelling and be part of the architecture of the show, right? And so this season, I would say, you know, like um, our good friends at Dave's Killer Bread, um, as we were talking about our mutual affinity for the Kentucky season, that's when we did our big gym theme integration. So, you know, brands really get, we have brands who get really excited about where we're going to be, but Top Chef has just been such a huge place for so many brands to tell really unique stories for such a long time um, that, you know, from a media and integration standpoint, it just becomes a real staple. And so, you know, we start those conversations, like I said, five, six months out, because we go really closely with our brand partners, as well as with the show producers and creators and creatives, as we start to create these stories together, right? And so I think that, that that's really where it starts. And then the process gets really collaborative and connective as we get really into the rest of the season. Aside from locality, what other, other elements of the brand or the product do you keep in mind for production? Oh, that's a great question. So, you know, we really focus on brands and products that our chefs will use, right? And, you know, that is a big point of conversation because, and we create, we consult with our creative partners, we consult with our production partners, um, our culinary team. Um, you know, we look for products that chefs are using or products that, you know, are being introduced, new brands that are coming to market that may be an interest for chefs or, you know, chefs at home. Because on the flip side, I'd also say, <clears throat> we have some brand partnerships that aren't connected to the culinary world. Like BMW, for example, is a car brand that's definitely not a cooking ingredient, but it's been an integral part of the storytelling. I think we're going on our fifth season now, right? So, you know, when we look at this season, you know, Portland was such an interesting place for us to tell stories because so much was happening um, in the city, so much was happening with COVID. And, you know, I would say that that's an example of where we've continued in partnership with our friends at BMW. That's a place where we've continued to evolve our storytelling, right? And so it's not just about, oh, we, we drive cars, right? We sit down with the team and understand what are the stories? What are the features? What do they want to show? And this year, because we had, um, you know, COVID protocols in place, we actually created a new challenge with them this year, which was the drive-in challenge, right? So BMW cars were used for grocery pickup and delivery for the whole season long. But then once you really got into it for that particular challenge, we did a drive-in, people drove up in cars, we had the judges um, and our judging panel in the BMW's front row. So tons of great, you know, exposure for the brand and a way for us to showcase them in a really unique way. Yeah, I would say too, and compliment to you guys, because it all seems very seamless. Like if I'm going to take like an Instagram influencer, for example, you see them holding up a product and you're like, that's not what I typically see from this influencer. But with you guys, it's like, oh, this is actually woven in properly. It makes sense, but I'm still understanding the value and benefit of the brand, but it plays in perfectly to whatever the challenge may be. So I think that's that's a really interesting, like perfect balance that you guys are able to strike. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And we work really hard at that, right? Because, you know, we, in this process, we sit down with our brand partners, understand, you know, what features do you need to showcase for your product? What message are you trying to get out? Right. And 
my team specifically then sits with producers and creatives and, you know, partners and, you know, Courtney Gelfand and Katie White on our team are connected and sitting with all of our producers and on behalf of the clients and in partnership with the clients, representing that in the creative conversation. And so, you know, then we'll get all the teams together and have this collaborative conversation because ultimately what we want at the end of the day is something that is first and foremost entertaining for the viewers. Because, you know, Evan and Andrea, you, you and I, we all watch TV differently, right? We watch TV and you can spot a, you can spot a product integration at 30 paces, I'm assuming, right? And so we want that to seem really natural and we want it to be seen as, oh yeah, they're just, oh yeah, that's the car from Top Chef, that's the BMWs or, you know, people really enjoy the San Pellegrino and it's not like a, oh, you're hit, getting hit over the head with, exactly, you're not getting hit over the head with something, right? We wanna tell these really natural organic stories that make it feel right for the viewer and the brand and the show. Mm-hmm. I think you guys have kind of a large swath of super fans too. And I think that kind of helps out in terms of just like, I, me, for example, I will only drink San Pellegrino sparkling water because of <laughs> because I hear Padma say it every week. I'm just like, well, if Padma says it, I got to drink it. We're so, getting that on a t-shirt. <laughs> so one thing I'm super curious about is like when you guys are actually kind of figuring out what you want to do with the brand integration, like do the producers kind of test multiple options? Do we kind of run it through a series of, okay, let's try doing a quick fire this way or doing it this way. Like what's that process like? So um, we've been working with the show directly for years and years and years. At the, the very start of every season, we start to get a better understanding of, you know, what stories are they looking to tell? Who are the chef testants that are part of the season? Um, you know, we want to look for opportunities where we can infuse the brands into the stories that are being developed for the program um, rather than the reverse. Like, oh, let's let's make a story for this brand. It's, it's very much this integration process. Um, you know, and then from there, we really ensure that they're very specific and creative solutions that make sense for everybody. And then woven in with our brand partners with every other beat and moment of the show itself. So, you know, when we look, for example, at Bush's Baked Beans, right? We can talk, let's talk about them for a second. Please, absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about that. You know, because I, I think the idea when we sat down with the, the, the Empower team and the Bushes team is that, you know, we want to show the variety of the product. And we wanted to make sure that we're really highlighting it in the time when, you know, grilling season has started and how do we do that, right? And so we created a quick fire challenge where the chef testants were actually driven out to a sleepaway camp. Okay. And so at the camp there, you know, we had a big row of grills all set up with an elaborate display of the bushes baked and savory beans. You know, so we're set here, tensions are high, we're getting further along with the competition. It's the end of spring. And this is a time of year, of course, it really kicks off the, the new grilling season. So we challenge our chefs to create a dish only 30 minutes, right? We also want to create some drama and excitement for them. And then they had to feature the ultimate camp ingredient, of course, the Bush's beans. So um, they only had a grill they've been provided and they had to get the get their dish on, as we like to say. Um, and then, so I think that we have this moment, right? So this entire moment is created to entertain our audiences. And at the same time, we're showcasing the Bush's beans. Um, you know, so do we look at you know, so that's why I'd say when we look at the actual production cycle of it, you know, this is all real. The, ch- the chefs are seeing the challenges for the first time. They are walking onto that set. All the playing field is completely even. So it's a really exciting way for us to be able to showcase the product 
in the same way that we tell the rest of the stories, right? So that similar format and fashion is used for non-branded challenges. It's used for other quick fires you'll see. It's the same intensity and excitement that we do around every elimination challenge. We hold everything to such a high standard within this show, and that's how we get it to look so seamless. You guys do a really good job of being able to, you know, set that stage on our screens, but kind of what happens off of the screen? What's the engagement like when an episode airs and there's a brand integration in it? Like, what are people saying about it? And then what's kind of the result? Like, what brings brands coming back year after year, kind of like we see with BMW? Right, so I think from an engagement standpoint, Right. Like I'll look to I'll look to Top Chef itself. Right. And, you know, we could talk for for ages on this. But I think the idea is that, you know, first of all, audiences like yourselves are very engaged with this show. Right. The power of the Top Chef IP is incredible. You know, in addition to Top Chef proper, if that's what we want to call it, you know, we've created um, Top Chef Masters, Top Chef Just Desserts. We've done a series of uh, duels with uh, Master Chefs. We've done Life After Top Chef, Top Chef Junior. Um, you know, we've expanded into international format. So people continue to genuinely devour the Top Chef content, right? We keep looking. And I think it's also, as you look at the, you know, the number of seasons we've done, we continue to elevate and evolve the storytelling, right? And I think we continue to evolve the storytelling in ways that are really of the moment. You know, when we look at what we just brought, what we just showed with um, Restaurant Wars this season, right? We were filming during COVID. Restaurant Wars this season was unlike any other that we've ever had. Instead of doing a typical Restaurant Wars um, where you're serving, you know, hundreds of guests, you're creating the big restaurant environment, which our audiences love, we changed and we shifted and to really focus on um, a the the chef's table experience, right? So chef's tables, smaller engaged experiences that are happening inside of kitchens at restaurants around the country, right? And so because we wanted to keep everyone safe, we did something on that smaller scale. This way we're able to tell a different story and keep our fans engaged, right? And that engagement continues over into our integrations because, you know, this storytelling is so seamless that, you know, it's, it's where does the integration begin and end and where does the story begin and end? Of course, we're very forthcoming. You know, we want people to know that there are sponsorships here, but we, we keep saying it's just, we want that storytelling, storytelling to be at that same caliber. So we have all these different great, you know, stories that we've been telling and, you know, it all has now an extended life on Peacock because, you know, as we've talked about, we, we've all watched every episode on Peacock um, in our streaming world right now. And then we've also, we've also continued to evolve our storytelling as multiple platforms continue to grow, right? So when you think back to uh, Top Chef's premiere season, you know, we weren't all multi-screening. We weren't watching our phones and our laptops and our TVs at the same time. So it was more of a linear experience. And as we continued to tell these stories, you know, you started to see the advent of Last Chance Kitchen, right? So Last Chance Kitchen, for anyone who's not familiar with it, is this brilliant parallel storyline that's happening. So Lisa Shaw and our digital team at Bravo came up with this idea. And chefs get, you know, chefs get, um, told to pack their knives and go at the end of each episode. It's a very sad moment. Padma does it with such grace and dignity. And, you know, sometimes there's tears. Um, 
sometimes there is yelling, but sometimes there are tears. But what we created was the digital series of Last Chance Kitchen, where chefs actually competed for an opportunity to get back into the show, right? So if you think about that from a production side, how we were able to line up the linear storytelling with a parallel digital storytelling path, and then you bring the digital winner back into the show. So that was a production feat. <clears throat> and I think really speaks to how well the different teams at NBC Universal work together um, and within the Bravo world to make that storyline happen, right? So Last Chance Kitchen was really a first of its kind. So we get top, you get them back into the show. So we're telling stories on digital, we're telling them on social, you know, we have this high engagement. And then we also have continued to go with in-person experiences, right? We've done um, a Top Chef, we did a, a few Top Chef events at BravoCon in 2019, you know, so events that were sponsored by our good friends over at Talenti, and you could create, you know, you could actually go and eat Top Chef meals created by Top Chefs at the event itself. Um, you know, the other one that I was really excited about, so um, our consumer marketing team had created a um, Top Chef at Sea program, right? We partnered with Celebrity Cruise Lines where we brought, I think it was 29 different chefs, Padma, Tom, Gail, Uber Keller was there. Like, did you know that he was also an EDM DJ? That that checks out actually. He's he's a polymath. He's good at that. Yeah, I, c I can believe it. Right. So it created this immersive experience where you know huge fans of the show could actually set sail, and then from there we then created another program where we actually infused Top Chef into all of the celebrity cruise lines, where it be. You know, you were watching Top Chef on the TV. We did quick fire challenges on stage. We had Top Chef nights at sea. So, you know, and so great different ways. But at the core of all of that is because the fans get to experience more of Top Chef, a show that they love, right? So it is that engagement. And that's why we keep trying to find um, new ways of partnering with brands to tell these new stories because our audiences have a voracious appetite um, for the content that we're creating. Now that Top Chef has expanded to like so many different channels and there's just so many different ways to make partnerships more organic and natural, what brands do you think would be great for Top Chef where it is right now? Well, I would say you know, you're seeing them right now, right? We've got um, we've got a lot of different partners for this upcoming season. A lot of them have already premiered. Some we're gonna, you know, wait for their big moment. So I don't want to surprise. I don't want to ruin anyone's surprise. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. But I think that right now, um, you know, we're really excited to see what's happening with our new Top Chef franchises. We have Top Chef Amateurs coming um, and Top Chef Family Style. So I'm really excited to see the types of stories we're going to be able to show to our audiences and look at ways that we can bring new brands together, right? Because I would say with each of these iterations, um, you know, and then the other thing too, Andrew, I would say is that um, I don't know yet where we're headed next, right? So that's going to be able to um, inspire a whole new collection of partners. But I would say too that, you know, the, the stories that we tell and the things that we talk about, you know, at the core of it still is we have this incredibly powerful platform that is super serving a really engaged audience. And so, you know, as we look at these different 
um, iterations of the program and the types of integrations that we're doing, they stay at the core of all of that. So I would say we're gonna continue um, along the path of what we've done before um, from a creative standpoint. But I would also say, you know, we're, we're evolving. And as we look at the next season, you know, we, we have just done our first shoppable experience, right? So, um, you know, we have been investing a lot in the NBCU codes where, you know, audiences across our entire portfolio can actually, you know, and you guys have done it, we've all done it, especially as our restaurants now using our phones to pull up our QR codes. We're creating those experiences in shows with our partners, right? So, you know, if you're, if you're inspired by the kitchen that um, Carrie Baird created using the 3M products, you can buy them right then and there, right? So from a storytelling standpoint, we're looking, and I always get really excited about how do we infuse technology? How do we infuse the second screen? How do we continue to evolve our storytelling? So I get really excited about that because I just think it opens new doors and possibilities for our advertisers to tell their stories. Oh, look, I'm happy with my job here, but I would love to like be in that room and like figure that stuff out. So if I ever become unemployed, <laughs> I'm going to reach out to you right away. Um, so obviously there's this great web of engagement around Top Chef, but like specifically, are there any types of post metric successes or like numbers that you guys look at post air um, just to kind of like understand, OK, this episode hit or this integration, like what what sort of the indicators behind that? First and foremost, and our team's looking at it in real time, um, night of, you're always going to get social sentiment, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, we saw right away, people are super excited about the new Talenti ice cream flavor that they're developing as inspired by the show. Um, you know, and then we have an insights and measurements team that we partner with on really understanding from a syndicated research standpoint, from a custom research standpoint, you know, how our integrations are really hitting and, you know, the delivery. Because ultimately, you know, we talk so much about the storytelling and the engagement. We want to make sure this delivers for our advertising partners. We want to make sure that, you know, the trust that they've put in us to tell their story and to share their brand messages really works. And so, you know, we have a number of different ways that we are tracking this. We have a number of different um, types of custom research that we can also do with our partners. Has there ever been like a surprising result or just like something that you've learned over the years that has kind of optimized the way that you do these things? I mean, obviously we talked about how, you know, integrating it into the story is sort of paramount to anything. Um, but is there any like, or even like a mistake that you're like, oh, we're going to do that better next time based on just the results? I would say that, so when we work with our brand partners about how to engage with Top Chef, and I would say genuinely any of our content, um, we can without a doubt 100% see that one plus one plus one equals like 12, right? So if we have our, if, if a brand is an integration, that's fantastic, and it's going to perform over a commercial norm. If you do an integration plus custom content with us, you continue to see that rise. If we, you know, we add that together with a digital and social experience, your engagement continues to rise. What has been the most memorable integration for you? Oh, for me personally? Yes. Okay. So, um, let me think about that for a second. I'm going to go. So for me personally, I'm going to say it was the integration that we did with Patron. Um, so we had partnered with um, 
Patron and the Patron Hacienda down in Jalisco, Mexico. And we actually took the show to the Hacienda, um, which was located about two hours outside of two hours outside of Guadalajara. And so the team that I have in place um, at NBC Universal. So there's my team who works specifically on the integrations. And then we also have our amazing EICs. We have Matt Reichman, we have Ryan Flynn, and we partner with the Magical Elves, right? So th this is the core team that all works together to make all this seamless. They are creating the show. They're doing their thing. They're the production company that we work with, making brilliance happen. So um, Patron, integration, we're out at the Hacienda. We are, uh, gonna spend a couple of days there making sure we get all the great beauty shots. We're doing some digital content. So one day we're going from the hotel in Guadalajara out to Jalisco and the, the local driver that we had hired made a wrong turn. And we found ourselves stranded in the middle of the deserts of Mexico for over three hours with no cell service. Oh, no. So, Right. Eventually, um, we did one of the, we, I found a way to drop a pin to um, Rachel and my team, who was then able to send a crew out to us. So it was me and the whole culinary team. So the show, we, we knew the show wasn't continuing because we had all the um, culinary experts with us. Um, but I tell that story because, you know, that, that becomes a memorable moment. But that's a really great example of when, you know, we want to be able to showcase the fact that our teams go to great lengths to make sure that we're taking care of and making sure that the integrations go off seamlessly. The, the elves are involved in every step of the process. The production, excuse me, our creative team is involved in every step of the process. And our team is working directly with brand partners to make sure everything goes off without a hitch. And if that means me, you know, spending two hours in the middle of the, the deserts of Mexico, I'm all in. Um, you know, we love this show. And so, you know, getting there, we get to showcase this beautiful space that they created. We got to, and you know, the the deeper the partnership we can create with a brand, the better because that that allows us to tell more of a story, right? And so we created this really deep, long season part season long partnership, and you know, we get to go meet the people who work there, and we get to tell their personal stories, and we get to see how the tequila is made. We get to you know, meet the families who work at the factory who have been part of this heritage for so long. Um, you know, so it just, it tells a deeper, richer story. And so I remember that um, really vividly because we got to spend a lot of great time together. And then of course, you know, drink a lot of really great tequila. Exactly. And yeah. some delicious margaritas. Maybe I do want to come work for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, this is pretty unprofessional to pick know, yourself on your own agency's <laughs> podcast. Right? Uh, Evan, I think HR is going to be calling you later. I just, fair warning. This might be my last episode, guys. I'm recording <laughs> you myself. Um, so I want to ask you a couple, like, maybe this is more like personal Top Chef questions, but if you had to have one chef from the show cook a dinner for you, who would you pick? Ooh, that's a good one. I... I'm a huge fan of, um, I'm going to, oh my God, this is like picking children. <laughs> I love so many, I, I've been very lucky to get to um, try a lot of their food. I love Stephanie Izzard's food. I, it's her, like Girl and the Goat is one of the best restaurants. If you haven't been to it in Chicago, just what she's been able to create that, like it's delicious. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Kristen Kish's 
food, like her, what she's been able to do. Oh, it's delicious. So yeah, I would, I would go with Stephanie and I'd go with Kristen. And then but this is like picking children. It's like A plus versus A's, like across the board. And Andrea, you don't watch, but you've got a crush on Michael Voltaggio. So I, I think- I do, I do. I have a major uh, crush on Michael Voltaggio. Super understandable. Yep, yep. <laughs> super so, understandable. Mean, plus I feel like he has range. So like- and, Oh, like, he's I a super good chef. Food. So whatever Michael wants to make me, it's fine. <laughs> You'll allow that? Yes. Totally um, loud. Okay, good. Another big personality question here. Would you, do you kind of consider yourself more of a Tom or more of a Padma? I think I'm more of a Tom. I think I'm more of a Tom. I think he's just very direct. He knows what he likes. Um, he's a little bit no nonsense. And, you know, I think that, yeah, I just, I'm always fascinated by what Tom has to say because he comes from a world that I don't. Like he's looking at things through a different lens. So I'm always so fascinated to see from a true chef's perspective and a chef with extremely high standards, I am always fascinated to see like, what's his take on flavor combinations, right? And, you know, or the way foods come together or, you know, I, uh, when he says like, oh, I would have never thought to try this. I'm like, oh my God, what what, what is that? So I, I yeah, I, I love listening to Tom. And I gotta tell you, I, he's hilarious. I love the dad jokes this season. Yeah. Oh God. He, his, like his energy this season is a little bit different. He's kind of goofing around a little bit. I like it. I like this side of Tom. Yeah, he's fun. Uh, he's who fun. picks who picks out his hats and wardrobe? <laughs> <laughs> I have to get back to on that one. It, it's That's it, hilarious. I love it. But I love it. I think I think personally, like, I aspire to be a Padma, but I know that's unattainable. Right? Why Padma? I I love her. Just so I loved her show, Taste the Nation. Um, I love how she, like, the way she carries herself on Top Chef. She's so interesting. She's so, like, into a bunch of different things that yeah. I, like, try to model myself afterwards. But I'm actually more of a Gail. So she comes from Food & Wine. She's an editor there. Yeah. I'm a writer here at the agency. So, like, we both have that. We're not actual chefs per se, but we really respect the food industry. We really respect the food. We enjoy cooking for our own, but we're not, like, restaurant owners or chefs or anything so plus she's just a nice sweetheart and i think i'm a nice sweetheart so right i i'm getting that i'm totally getting that i think that um you know it's interesting too because as you from the the show itself like we love their personalities i have always been so proud to work with you know tom and padma and gail and the other chefs on the show because um you know everyone's also using their platform for good you know and yes. the charitable work that everyone's able to do and you know uh, whether it be civil rights or whether it be you know personal um the the personal charities that they've created like i just that's why i love all of them uh for different reasons and that's not just like a schmaltzy you know oh i don't want to like anyone but it's like they're all great for different reasons yeah Gail's canadian my husband's canadian she gets a soft spot in my heart right there so <laughs> Yeah, you're right. They're they're each very involved in a bunch of different things, and it's all about the betterment of of society. So, I'm, yeah, I'm on board with that for sure. Andrea, since you don't watch, I think I'm gonna. I don't know who you would be. Well, I would just want to like give you a hard time since you're so in love with Padma, and you always give me a hard time. <laughs> like, of course, I'm a Padma. I'm you know, tall, right? beautiful, worldly. It's I'm you know, I'm a total Padma. Love it. I'll let it slide. 
Um, all right. So anything uh, you can tell us about next season by, by chance, or is it kind of under wraps? It is all under wraps at the moment. I would love to be able to break something with you, but, um, you know, I think as far as next season, like I said, uh, from a, from a partnerships and an integration side, um, you know, we're really heavily leaning into this idea of the shoppable and our commerce. Um, the other thing that we're excited about and that I think we've gotten really good at from an integration and partnership standpoint is, you know, we have, you know, Top Chef, Ariad on Bravo. We also have, you know, more of it coming on Bravo. We have a new show coming on Peacock. But because we're part of the NBC Universal family, we've also started working with our other shows and extending those integrations beyond just that property itself, right? So we just did a partnership with our good friends over at Starbucks. And we did this beautiful piece of custom content, um, the 60 second um, piece. And it actually, we took it over to watch what happens live. Melissa was a guest bartender on the show that night. Um, we ran the spot, like, it's just, we're figuring out new ways and, you know, pulling the levers across our portfolio to create these integrations and then give them all these spaces to really talk about in a natural way, whether it's E! News, it's Today Show, it's Kelly Clarkson, where do you want to go with it? Like, we just have so many cool properties that I think as we look at integrations that start within Top Chef, right, and then continue to grow and expand um, even beyond and further outside the show. Well, I'm super excited for but that. But no spoilers. Okay. Well, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. There, there'll be food and there will be chefs. <laughs> someone's going to be and on top. Be really good. Um, Jamie, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate the time. I will send you my resume and portfolio shortly after this. Sounds like it. It sounds like it. Just, sounds like just kidding. And power. <laughs> um, thank you so much. We, like I said, we really appreciate your time and we look forward to this episode this week and the rest of the season and the seasons to come. This was awesome. You guys, thank you so much. This was my favorite meeting of the day. Um, so I just want to thank you for doing this. I love listening to your podcast and I can't wait Evan for uh, top chef dinner. We're going to make it happen. And then I can't wait to go to Playa with you guys. So it'll be a fun time. Well, I have to say, Evan, it was really nice to uh, be a third wheel on this podcast with you and Jamie gushing over Top Chef. Um, But, you know, even as someone who has only caught bits and pieces of Top Chef, I am so impressed with how they go about thinking about integrating the brand to make it seem just so seamless, you know, by incorporating into challenges um incorporating i mean he even mentioned that bmw that was amazing yeah sometimes when you're watching content and it's like a sponsored thing like it sticks out like a sore thumb this i can't imagine like top chef without like a branded quick fire for example it's so integral to the show and it's such an important ingredient that um it's it's so baked into it that like like i said it feels lost without it and it's so natively done And it just feels very authentic, which I think is something that's really hard to master um, in 2021. And I will say, this is probably one of my favorite episodes that we've done. Um, And yeah, you were third wheeling a little bit. You were, and that's okay. We We all go through that sometimes. As an aperitif 
to this episode, you can subscribe and rate to Breakfast First wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also reach us on our various social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Empower and on Instagram at Empower Agency. Uh, and also, if you want to be, you know, just drop us a note, you can email us at breakfastfirst at empowermm.com. And uh, feel free to email Evan, you know, too, at that handle, just to see if you can get an invite to the Top Chef dinner. Or specifically, if, if your name is Padma Lakshmi, please feel free to just email me away. Um, I will say, so um, if you want to get your brand on Top Chef, obviously reaching out to Jamie and his team would be a good start. You know, we're also capable of doing that here at Empower. We've had two brands um, that I know of show up, Better Than Bouillon and Bush's, um, and we've seen great success with that. So get with our team about that. But thanks again to Jamie. Um, We really appreciate him having on. And Andrew, I've always wanted to say this to you. This is your last podcast. Please pack your knives and go. Oh, my God. Shut up. Just kidding. It's not your last. All right. Thanks, guys. (music) Thank <music> you.